spin. Where did you dig up that old fossil? We're going to Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. That's not a moment. We're all fine here. No, thank you. How are you? Welcome to the Star Wars Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vatabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. And boy, oh boy, did we get a big drop of news yesterday. What is going on over at Disney, Kenton? Somebody uh, took a big dump at Disney yesterday. So, <laughs> you're, you're, you're paraphrasing the current president of the United States. I know I that's where you get that from. I know that is. I was going to say they left the Star Wars making machine on because uh, he just kept they got they got rock bottom prices and all these Star Wars uh, properties. But they announced. Um, now we'll talk about it in a sec. We're going to talk about the Mandalorian first. But they announced nine new. Was it nine new series? I think it's ten. Ten it's, series. It's, 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 it's a combination of movies and series and animation and live action. It's a, it, but it's ten, I think. And to be fair, there's not a ton of detail in this stuff, so no. it's just like the initial announcement of a lot of it. But we'll go through that list and talk about that. But of course, first, as has now become our our uh, habit on this podcast, this podcast has just become a Mandalorian discussion podcast, essentially, because we have another great episode of The Mandalorian to talk about this Friday. Yeah, and it's so good, and every week, uh, if we if we didn't talk about it every week, I I'd feel I'd feel like something's missing. I think I, I think at this there's only one more to go. So yeah, so I think we do have to stick with it. We'll do it. We'll keep doing the Star Wars nerds, and then maybe we'll uh, we'll go back to media nerds, because uh, there's been a lot happening in the media as well. We haven't we've been ignoring this whole time because of Star not, Wars. But hey, it's so it's such a good series. Not to mention be, our best of the year is coming up, where we do our oh, podcast that's right. where we. We break it and and because of COVID, I, I it's embarrassing how much TV I've watched in the last year. It's insane. Like when, if you add it all up, it is an it is an avalanche of stuff because there's been nothing else to do. Exactly. Yeah. That, that, yeah. And we'll talk about all that stuff uh, coming up on Meeting Nerds. But first, let us talk about the brand new episode of The Mandalorian, episode fifteen or chapter fifteen rather, The Believer. It's called right. Uh, I should oh. I should have my notes up here and I don't. I already forgot. I had my notes here. My and by my notes I mean I just have the episode of the uh, I have the episode up and ready to go. Yeah, it's called the Believer, Chapter Fifteen, the Believer. I, I have an idea, by the way. Every time that one of us forgets what we're talking about, the other one should go. Should do the, should do the Mandalorian sound and and we'll just pretend that it's part of the podcast. Hey, did you notice that the theme song was a little bit different this week? I did not. At the beginning, it's not quite the same. It did not do the traditional Mando theme. It was a little bit different. The music was a little bit different. I'm not sure why. I'm I'm not sure what the purpose of that is. Uh, uh, but I did notice it was a little bit different in the beginning of the because uh, it's fun. And the funny thing is, on Disney Plus, it always gives you the option to skip intro. But for the Mandalorian, the intro is about two seconds yeah. long. It's Who just skips like, it? I don't know. It's just the Mandalorian that comes up. That's it. That's the intro. So whatever. Anyway, so this episode, we we come across, uh, we start off on, on a, I guess it's a prison planet. It's a garbage planet. It's a salvage yard um, where where Bill Burr is being held. And uh, I, I mean, I love it. I love the, the detail here. We see lots of great, I'm sure there's stuff in there that I didn't even notice. Lots of great wrecks of old ships old imperial ships and and that kind of stuff walkers uh, we see like again these construction walker machines that are just giant cranes on four legs which is really cool like i love all these details that they, they include in this uh in this scene here it's a great scene yeah and so we see uh um cara dune oh first of all, we see uh, he interacts with the droid in a funny way uh bill burr being bill burr essentially getting mad at droids okay, I, just, did, I love did you know what was him yeah right away 
Did I know it was Bill Burr? Like right away when when the camera comes in and you see they sort of lead up to somebody working there. Did you know that that was going to be him or was that a surprise? Yeah. See, I no, did. I figured. I, th- I thought I thought we were on some other story because I thought what they had to do was they had to go get Bill Burr out of the prison. Yeah. Well, this is the prison, right? Well, it is, well, a new pr- he's now he's now I don't know is that a promotion? You know? it, no, it's a prison camp. It's clearly right. a prison camp. He's on the he's, chain gang. Yeah, he's on the chain gang. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm a, I'm an idiot because I didn't know it was him. And when he turned around, I went like I did like the classic dumb guy at a movie in a movie, and I went, "That's Bill Burr." <laughs> I was so excited. I mean, it was it wasn't what I was expecting. I certainly was. I was also expecting a prison, but I, as soon as uh, it became clear that this was, and it reminded me a lot of uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Right in in that video game, we see our main character uh, starting out. Now, I don't think he's a prisoner necessarily in that situation, but it's a very similar thing where he's working on a shipyard and dismantling some kind of star destroyer. And this is the same thing. Bill Burr is dismantling a Tie Fighter here, um, and he, then he, he interacts with the robot. And then we learn that Cara Dune, uh, Marshal Cara Dune, who's now f- using her abusing her power as a marshal. I've never even heard of this rank to to sign him out somehow. <laughs> She's able to. She has the power to sign out Bill Burr from a from a prison planet and take him somewhere without anybody else knowing or anybody else caring. Like it, it's very convenient, and I get it. And plus, she was just like just promoted to yeah. uh, to, to this. So anyway, it's all kind of very convenient that they were able to do that so easily. So what, there wasn't like I thought they were going to spend the whole episode breaking Bill Burr out of prison. And doing all that whole thing, and they did. It was like five minutes, and then they're off. They're off. But I like that too. I like. Uh, it reminded me of uh, a Christmas story when Ralphie gets the decoder ring, and it confer, or, or it says, uh, "You are entitled to all rights and privileges contained this is, herein." This is drink your Ovaltine. What are you talking about? Right. So she, so <laughs> she, she gets this badge, this dime store badge from Kim's Convenience, and uh, it works, and it works for everything. It's the it's the um, it's the all-purpose pass that you need to progress the, the plot progression. And and or <laughs> it could just be that droids are dumb. Like just generally speaking, yeah. droids are easily fooled uh, into doing things. I don't know. Again, we don't know the specifics of this. But whatever. They go and they pick up Bill Burr. Uh, great shot of Boba Fett, by the way. He's he's cleaned oh. up his armor. He's he's painted it. He's made it look nice. Uh, and even it's funny that little moment where he's like, "Oh, I thought you were somebody else." So he thought he was he was Mando, our, our right. uh, Mando, and. Yeah. He He's not, uh, but it's still great. Like, I love that uh, Boba Fett's looking nice. He's looking, I don't think he's ever looked better. Like, honestly, that armor has no. never looked cleaner. Or it's got, still got the dent in the in the helmet up the, up in his head. But um, other than that, uh, he looks really good. And he now he now has a, a I was going to say a sarong, but that sounds uncomfortably close to thong. So I won't, <laughs> so I, won't I don't like the sound of it. He he has a what do you call it? A snuggie hanging down. <laughs> What are you talking about? He's Boba Fett now has sort of a man dress on uh, underneath his uh, uh, under his armor. Did you notice that? I've not noticed. Hold on, I'm looking it's at it right a, now. It's I'm trying to find the a muumu. Is that what it is? What are you talking about, muumu? <laughs> There's one scene where you see the full body shot. Hold on a second. I'm trying and to do this so I can I can mute it. I think it's um. Like it's it's a I think it's in the scene where they where he thinks that oh yeah he is okay yeah do you see what I mean well I guess so yeah could be a kilt is that a snuggie oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know maybe he's just tied his jacket around his waist <laughs> yeah that's probably it he's probably it's probably got a little humid 
And uh, but but you know what I also like about Boba Fett in this episode? First of all, the thing you cannot do with Boba Fett is have him be a chatty Kathy in this episode. You can't have him like suddenly be unlike the Boba Fett we're used to. So yes. what's kind of cool is he's an older guy now than than what we than what we were used to seeing. He's been he's been in and out of the Sarlacc pit somehow. He has suffered on Tatooine in some way. And, um, um, but I was really happy that they didn't have him taking off the helmet every two seconds. Although he did take off the helmet. Uh, Boba Fett did? Yeah. Like, Boba Fett is clearly okay with taking off his helmet. He's done it several times. Does he take it off in this episode? Yeah, absolutely he does. When? Oh, no, when they were figuring out their plan. I didn't think he did. I don't think he did. No, he does. I bet you a million dollars he took his helmet off. (laughs) Yes. Okay, let's see. Okay. Well, let's have the million. Let's start. Let's run a tally and I'll, I'll do it because I... See, that's the funny thing. I, I Last episode of uh, Mandalorian, I watched three times. And by the end, I was like, okay, I really know this episode now. <laughs> this episode I've seen once. And I watched it at six in the morning as usual. So I don't know what the hell happened. <laughs> so so let's just for fun. I'll bet you a million dollars for fun. Oh, wait, hold but, on. Should I send but, you a screenshot? Hold on. Do, why? Me. Do you have it there? Yeah, I have it. Well, I'll just believe you. What's that? Where, I'll just believe you. But when does he take it off? I don't remember. Right here. <laughs> Where? You see it? Uh, they're coming up with their plan. They're looking up. So they ask, okay, well, huh. let's continue telling the story. So then they get Bill Burr onto the Slave One and they take off. And uh, and by the way, I like the, uh, as they're lifting off, you see like the ship turning around them. Did you notice that part? Yeah. So as they're, as they're, you know how the like, Slave One changes orientation as it's, and we never really knew how that worked. Um, although I don't, I kind of feel like in the toy, when we had the toy as kids, Boba Fett is lying down when you put him in there. Is that? I I don't remember how he's oriented. Hey, but anyway, I, I, hang on. I got him right behind me. Do you? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hang so, on. Let me get it. See, here he is. Okay, there he is. Yeah, yeah. And he's standing. Okay, so he's so when it's like when it's like, I want to say vertical, like long ways. He like is this. facing up. Okay, yes. but when he, that means what? When he lands, he is going to be lying down, and like his his head is going to be at the end. <laughs> so that's yes. weird. But they showed some weird mechanism inside right. the ship. So that's right. and that's what happens in the ship is that uh, is that it holds the whole thing inside it stays the same but the outside rotates somehow yeah. to make it look that way and that I don't think that model that toy that you have right there I don't think that's gonna fit another four people in it. It's, <laughs> it's got a handle it's got a handle on the back too so that's right oh that's cool hey I like that idea but, but it does uh, not, uh, yeah it's, it'd be it'd be a tough and they'd be sitting in the nose yeah there's too, I mean so obviously there's nice. more to this yeah. ship than the toy it's the same thing as like, so when Pablo came to FanQuest and he talked about the Millennium Falcon <laughs> and how like that doesn't work like the map of the Millennium Falcon and all the rooms in it especially yeah. in Solo and they showed all these other spaces in Solo that doesn't that can't fit all fit in there either anyway no. so they take off uh, that's when and then then Bill Burr they're like okay we need you to uh, you're a former Imperial we need you to Use your codes to find out where Gideon's uh, Star Destroyer is. And he's like, nope, forget it. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to mess with Gideon. And then all of a, he says, oh, they've got the child. And somehow Bill Burr fell in love with the child. What did that happen? I don't even remember him seeing the child back in the last season. I remember he, there was some indication that he was sort of almost taunting the child or that he could hurt it. Was there something? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember him and his gang were on the ship? Yeah. And yeah. uh, and that's when we weren't quite sure yet. We thought that uh, they might actually kill Baby Yoda. 
at some point. Yeah, they were like, yeah, okay, so they, so he did have them with. I couldn't remember if he had them there or not during that whole uh, the whole jailbreak uh, um, episode. Um, so then uh, he says, okay, fine, I'll do it because Baby Yoda's in danger because uh, Grogu's in danger. And um, so then they go ahead and he's like, well, if you go to this base on this planet, I can get in there and and get the codes and find out where the Star Destroyer is. So again, another very well thought out Star Wars plan. Uh, as by that I mean not thought out. They just go with the first first idea, worst idea. No, no, not in Star Wars. First idea <laughs> no. is the idea they go with. That's the idea. Uh, so, um, so then they go off to whatever planet it is. Am I missing anything? I don't think so. I can't remember the name of the planet, of course. No, but, uh... it doesn't matter. It's like here we go. Am I supposed to make that noise when you forget something? Uh, but it's I mean it's a it's a, a just an imperial base. It's another imperial base kind of operating. Yeah outside the influence of the New Republic. Um, and they have these kind of cool looking, again, more stormtroopers uh, for you to buy in toy stores. Oh, yeah. uh, they've got these trucks, these giant transports, transporting some kind of, it's got to be some kind of uh, very, very, every, every, almost every like thing being transported in Star Wars is, is, um, explosive <laughs> it's like it's like it's like the stuff in solo right remember the stuff they're going to get yeah. from the from kessel so they got that stuff is explosive you can't get that stuff worked up well that this stops stuff. so that means they can't and they establish that you can't drive too fast either and so it's the speed you can't bump it around too much it's sandra sandra bullock and uh keanu reeves are are in there and they're like no no you, you must stay within the two so i actually thought this episode had more shades of mad max to it because they have these oh, these yeah. scavengers coming around and I, I, they, they say they're pirates or they say they're yeah they think they say pirates or thieves or something but their whole intent is just to blow up the truck they don't care but they're not trying to steal it they're trying to blow it up they've got they've all got thermal detonators um and they fly up in these skiffs um and it did very much when they're all jumping off the skiff onto the truck it was very much like fury road to me it very much felt like a mad max um and then both okay and we skipped over the part where they both got into uniform as stormtroopers so bill burr yeah. and mando have to go and they, they didn't mando look like a just a little slim toothpick when he suddenly had a different uniform yeah. on that i think it shows you like that that Mandalorian outfit is imposing. Like it 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 accounts for a lot of his bulk. Oh sure, yeah. When he put on when he put on that stormtrooper outfit, I was like, he just looks like a looks like it could be anybody in there. Like it doesn't it definitely doesn't look like it's the same guy. I thought J.J. Walker could jump out of there. <laughs> you know, like he looks he looks skinny. He does, yeah. So yeah. That, that's true. Um, and it, and so that yeah, he gets the the gag is that it, we're still trying to work around him not showing his face to anybody. So instead, he puts on a stormtrooper helmet instead of his own helmet, and he gives his armor to Cara Dune to keep safe. So they they you know obviously they jump. Um, they very easily take over the transport and and knock out the uh, or throw out the uh, the drivers and take over. But then Bill Burr immediately takes his helmet off. <laughs> It's like, come yeah. on. Like, I know they want us to not get them confused, but I, I'm pretty sure that Mando had a had a red armband and and Bill Burr did not. So I think I thought that was gonna how gonna be how they were telling we tell him apart. And then I thought, well, he's got to put his helmet back on once they get to the base. But no, he doesn't. He never he doesn't put his helmet back on at all for the rest of the episode. Bill, Bill Burr does not like having his head in a helmet. That's for sure. At first, uh, at first, I actually thought they were doing something that they weren't doing. Because they get into the transport and Bill Burr is talking and talk like what Bill Burr does, which is yeah. he's doing all the talking. And Mando's sitting there in the new outfit, staring straight ahead. And I was like, oh, we're going to find out that's not Mando. A different guy got, <laughs> got in. And that's what I thought was going to happen. And I thought Bill Burr would be like, hey, uh, what, what's the matter? Are you with me here or what? And then the guy like pulls out a blaster. I, I thought for sure there was a switcheroo there. 
that we and th- that we would cut back to, to Mando standing at the side of the road going, <laughs> what happened? Yeah. But it did. It, <laughs> hey, for a future episode, that's not a bad idea. Now, but, what, do you think uh, of, what do you think of the design of these new uniforms, these new stormtroopers they've introduced us to? It was very slimming, as, I, as I've said. <laughs> I mean, it looks kind of cool. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. and, and I know the whole purpose of this is just to put more tel- toys on shelves. Like, this be real. Uh, yeah. But it's still, it is cool. And we saw another, uh, there's another new design in here as well among the, among the troopers at the base, once they get to the base. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like a, he's kind of got a, like a, I want to say it's an off yellow or something. It looks similar to the ones in uh, Rogue One, I believe. There was something similar in Rogue One, as far as those troopers go. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Anyway, so so the basically they take they start driving the truck, and then the the, the um, bandits try to blow them up. They fight off the bandits. Great again, great fighting scene, great Mad Max style, like kicking these guys off the off the vehicle, blowing them up with with thermal detonators. It was all lots of fun. But uh, I thought he got hurt. It seemed to me that he got really seriously hurt. And then it kind of went away later. Did you notice that at all? No. What? Sorry. Which? Uh, uh, after he blows up the the uh, the skiff with all the bandits on it, and he's oh. on the, and then he gets back into the into the cockpit or whatever of the of the truck. I feel I felt like he was like uh, he was like wincing because he'd hurt himself or something. But maybe he was just like. Well, there was a there there was a big concussion to the to to um. He did get blow, yeah. He, he did get grenade blown and back then a bit. I also liked um. So I like that. I like the skiff battle, and I also like the surprise Tie Fighters yeah. <laughs> showing up on the scene and the big and the victory parade on the way in. Yeah, there's a good victory celebration, hey? Yeah, you've never seen that before—an Empire victory celebration. No, it was pretty good, and I like that. And I like, and there's something funny about Bill Burst then saluting back. Yeah, he's like walking. But I'm sitting there screaming, "Bill, put your helmet back on! What are you I doing? Know. They get mad at you for not wearing your helmet. We know this from like." From uh, Finn not wearing his helmet, right? They didn't like it when he he took his helmet off. And he's former Imperial, so someone could recognize him. By the way, which is a a, a plot point coming up. But yes. but if you know that somebody might recognize you, you're not going to sit in the truck saluting everybody with your with your helmet off. That's a bad idea. Yeah. So he he kind of forgot about the the like laying low and the fact that there. I think he maybe felt like he was back in the Empire already. Like he just kind of felt at home there. I guess I don't know. Yeah. So they, they end up going to the, the canteen or whatever, the the officer's mess, and he walks in there and he says, wait a minute, that's a former, my former uh, commanding officer, he might recognize me, I'm not going in there. Because basically, it's like using the ATM, they have to go in, there's a terminal, all they have to do is access this terminal, and then this guy's going to be able to find where Moff Gideon, which again, seems like very, very um, poor security <laughs> for this whole thing. Anybody can walk up to a terminal and find It's in the security. cafeteria. It's in the cafeteria again, like a like a ATM. You know what that that set reminded me of, and it wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if they repurposed it. But it looks like the set of um, when Solo gets separated from uh, his girlfriend. Yes, and, and then he joins the Empire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I kept I kept getting that vibe. Yeah, and and uh, so it wouldn't surprise me if they somehow repurposed that set and just made it a canteen. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Oh yeah, in I mean the corner. they, they got to be doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. So then uh, so then Mando said this. Okay, fine. Mando's got to go in. And and by the way, you have to have your face scanned in order for this to work. So so yeah. So Mando goes in there in his uh, uh in his uniform with his helmet on. And then, uh, for some reason, he tries to scan his face with the... Uh, maybe he just doesn't realize he has to take it off so fast. So, he tries to scan, and it's like, nope, that doesn't work. You, and it's going to 
do something in 10 seconds and it's like counting down. And then so he's like, okay, fine, I'll take my helmet off. And he takes his helmet off and looks very um, good for someone who wears a helmet all the time. He's actually still, got a pretty, he's got a pretty trim mustache. It's still shocking. It is. Uh, when he <laughs> takes the mask, it's, it's, I still, it's, it's a, it's a power move when that mask comes off. Cause you're like, oh, like it, it surprises me every time. And yet you're right. His hair was appropriately flattened and just just like um when you if you were to see a member of a one direction uh it, like like uh their their hair would always bounce right back kind of thing and i think <laughs> uh in, in this case he's got the one direction moose on because he looks pretty good considering all he has on his head all day forever is a helmet well that and uh and his like his like his facial hair his mustache yeah. is trimmed he doesn't have i'm pretty sure when we saw it last time like i have to you know i haven't watched that episode uh over again since but i'm pretty sure that his his he had a beard like his basically just facial hair growing out so at some point he i think he trimmed his beard i don't know i mean i don't know if anybody else is paying attention to this crap no they of course they are but and not just that he sees a kid the foreshadow is he sees a kid at the yes. side of the road yes that's right and and it reminds him of himself yes when he sees that kid and so that's the foreshadow to now we like that that he so he sees the kid in himself and then he when he takes off the helmet it's even more powerful so then uh he has to take off his helmet get scanned uh they get scanned he gets the coordinates it's all good um and it works and then this officer who who bill burr was afraid of uh calls him over or comes up to him and starts asking him questions and uh, the man who doesn't have the answers to and then so bill decides to pop in there and rescue him from the situation and saying he's what deaf or something I don't yeah. there's a joke a good joke in there about being deaf oh, that his hair well he is he hurt his hearing in the explosion or whatever so that's funny yeah that's, <laughs> that's good. right yeah and then his and his nickname is brown eyes <laughs> Yeah, that, that was good too. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, so it's great. So then they have to. Then this imperial officer invites him to sit down for a drink with yeah. him because 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 they were the two drivers who survived the the attack, right? That and again, the heroes welcome. Everyone's happy about them. You're the two guys, aren't you? Watch, come down and have a drink with me. So he sits at the cafeteria table with this guy to have a drink, and and meanwhile we have the two uh, two ladies. Um, uh, uh, Ming Nao Wen and, and Cara Dune uh, waiting for them outside. We cut back to them for a few seconds, and then uh, and then there's this great scene with this imperial officer. Is that an actor we know, by the way? Is that somebody we should know? Or is that just I a prob- good? I should have looked it up because you're right. He had a very he did have a familiar face, but it, it was just a great. I didn't bother yeah. looking it up because he was just a great performer, like yeah. great great performance in, in general. Great scene, very tense, um, and you know ends up with uh it was just like a great like remember this thing and bill burr tells basically says oh i was there and there's this big battle and tens of thousands of people lost their lives and all this other stuff and the guy's like well it's all for the empire and so then okay. bill burr bill burr shoots him uh, <laughs> a little a little han and greedo action across the table like boom just gonna shoot him and then they have to get out of there and then there it's again no plan just we're gonna we're gonna jump out the window and try and get away and so they do that. They basically they jump out the window and they get away. And meanwhile, troopers are being shot off the edge of the again. Great, great scene. Uh, troopers being shot off the edge and falling into the water. All kinds of stuff. Then then the two women help them as they're just sniping off these these stormtroopers and gunners as they're going. And then finally, Boba Fett comes around in the ship and picks them up and takes them off. Am I missing stuff? I'm I'm, I'm well. Uh, I pretty think quickly. well. Of course, Bill Berg. They let they let Bill Berg go on about his business. They do. Yeah. There's that too. And he's like, take me back to the the labor camp. And they're like, oh, it's too bad he died in that explosion. Yeah. See you later. And he's like, I'm just he's just. 
He's like, can I go? I'm just going to go. <laughs> he starts walking. You know what and I Amanda's think we like, were seeing there? I'm going to throw out a I'm going to throw out a prediction here. They're one of the new shows and we'll talk about the, all the new stuff that they talked about yesterday. One of the shows that uh, has an interesting title is is it Rangers of the New yeah. Republic? Yeah, yeah, Rangers okay. of the New Republic. And they said the one thing they said about it is it's going to take place in the Mandalorian timeline. And uh, I think the Rangers, I'm going to go on the record. I think, and I'll bet you a million dollars so I can earn my million dollars back. Uh, I, I think. I don't think or, or I'll owe you two million in a second. But uh, I bet that Cara Dune, that, that trio, Cara Dune, Bill Burr, and um, what's the character's name? The sharpshooter character. I can't think of her name. Uh, um, Ming-Na Wen's character? Yeah, yeah. What's, what's yeah, I don't remember. Uh, are we going to look it up or just keep I'm going? looking it up. Continue talking. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, that boy, that got old fast. Um, I think those three characters are going to be uh, the Rangers of the New Republic. Her name is Fennec Shand. Um, oh, right. Yes, yes, yes. That drove Fennec. me nuts. Thanks. Fennec. Uh, that's actually a great name. I, I yeah. really like that name. Um, you could be right. And, 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 the, and yeah. you know, we could get an occasional visit in that series from, from Mando and or Baby Yoda. By the way, is this the first episode that we've not had any Baby Yoda at all? Boy, like, there's no uh, baby Yoda in this episode. I feel like this is the first time. It might be the only one. Might be. And it just makes us more tense about what he might be up to or what they might be doing. Yeah, to right. We, and we didn't, not even at the end when we do cut back to the Empire for a second, we don't even see him then. I got a question for you about the last shot. Okay, we'll get to that in a second. Okay, sorry. Just hold on. We'll get to that in a second. Okay. I just want to say that um, this character, Bill Burr's character here now, I think he is now the only human or the only person to have seen Mando's face. Right. Yeah. And and this. Oh, everyone else is dead, I guess, because the other guy was the imperial officer who died, and and then at the end of it, he's like, "Here's your helmet back. I never saw your face, and that's it." But there's a there's now a trust between them because he is the only person to have ever seen his face. So I think that we will see him come back in the regardless of whether or not he's in this new Rangers show. I think we will see Bill Burr's character come back into the Mandalorian occasionally. He'll come yeah. back and help them out whenever they need help with stuff. So there is that. But yeah, you have a, a pretty good theory. And I have something to add to that in a, when we actually get to talking about that. Okay, so then from there, they uh, they, they let him go. Um, and I guess that, yeah, then we can get to that final shot about um, where we see, um, we see a hologram message from Mando to, um, to Gideon. Yeah. And what was your question about that? Why does Mando have to warn him? I don't know. Can't we just surprise him? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's the dumbest thing. In the, it's like the oldest like trick in the book, and, and it doesn't work. Like it, it's, I don't know why we have to give him a warning. They could have just... Everything else they've done in this series has been sneaking about. Like it's been st stealth until stealth doesn't work, and it almost never does. You know, they tried stealth at first, but then once they get in there, they start blowing shit up. But yeah, I don't know why he needs to warn them. I just think that's stupid. It's a <laughs> good scene, gonna... though. I like it. I, I like it as a scene, and I like seeing Moff Gideon kind of being like, "Oh, oh, uh oh!" Like that. That's kind of good. Um, so I liked it. But it, when you really think about it, it's better. It'd be better to just show up. It would be. I just go uh, here. I am, and I've got. And actually, it's gonna be. I think that last episode is gonna be something else. I think it's going to be pretty good. But I wonder if it was a little bit of choice to not include Baby Yoda in yeah. this. Because they could have cut back. I mean, they could have been like, they could have shown Baby Yoda being experimented on, then cut to Gideon, and then cut to the, yeah. you know, they could have done that, but they didn't. They didn't show us Baby Yoda at all. Um, all they showed us was this hologram warning that uh, that Mando has now given to Gideon. So again, I don't know why he would do I that. I think it's, a, I, I didn't mind that. I'd rather not see 
what they're doing because the last thing we need is like the classic. I mean, kids would start crying and stuff who watch this. You know, they, <laughs> the, the the scientist with his giant needle or whatever, and and uh, that I think it'd be too alarming. So it's 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 uh, just as well they didn't show us uh, Baby Yoda because of course in the next episode we need to save him, and I hope we do save him. I hope they don't leave us hanging. But I don't think they will. I think we'll. I think we'll at the very least we'll get him back. But I don't know. Somebody, someone might die along the way. I don't know. It's it'll be interesting. And and I think we'll see the Mandalorians, the other Mandalorians show up. I think we're gonna see some good stuff. So you know that was my next question. Yeah. So you think that we'll see uh, Bo Katan and her two uh, cronies show up to take the dark back? Yeah. Um, Boba Fett will be there. Um, um, Fennec will be there. <laughs> I almost forgot her name again. Fennec, uh, Cara Dune. Mando, um, not Bill Burr. They just need Bill Burr to get the location. He's gone off on his own now. But uh, will there be any else? I guess not Call well, Weathers either. This I I hope he, I I thought of that today. Actually, I was kind of I kind of missed him in today's episode. Yeah, I was like that would have been nice to have him along. He brings a lot to the table. So may uh, maybe maybe not. Um, and the of course the unknown Jedi Knight. Uh, has to show up. I think. I think so. Maybe I'm not wrong. I. I would no. Honestly, I would be disappointed if nothing else happened with, if the if the episode is simply them rescuing Baby Yoda from from yeah. Gideon. I would be disappointed if there's no Jedi. I, I'm expecting a Jedi to yeah. show up or whoever. Like that that phone call that Baby Yoda made last episode needs to be answered next episode right if it's the final episode uh, and I, I i could live with it if it's not answered in the next episode but i think it will be and i think oh oh and i thought of something this week dan your least favorite theory i um which of course is it's mace windu mace windu shows up and you're not the only one who thinks that i read oh, really? a, i read a piece yeah i read a piece somewhere uh, making a case for that as well and they did you know they made a pretty good case for it well i was gonna say what also occurs to me is mace windu killed Django fett so that would be oh, right. Yes. So that could be a very so the guy who shows up to help you is the guy who killed your father. That could be pretty interesting. Well, there's that. But listen to this, and then we forgot about this detail. So when at some point where where Boba Fett is fighting off Tie Fighters or something, he drops those bombs, those oh, awesome yeah. Django Fett bombs. Yes, like or one of them anyway, with that cool like. Bang! Like an awesome sound effect that we heard in, I believe it's Attack of the Clones, right? Where it we is. first see that. So yeah. then, like that's that great scene. It's it's you know, it's no secret that Attack of the Clones is probably my least favorite Star Wars movie. But that scene is pretty good, where they're in that asteroid oh, field yeah. and Jango's like setting off those bombs. So this is this is that. Now, let me get this great. So Slave One is Jango's ship, right? Uh, let me think for a second. Do we s- in, in in that was the same ship in in um, Attack of the Clones? I believe so. Yeah, where he's having the fight. Django's fighting Obi Wan Kenobi on the platform, and that is Slave One sitting there. Yeah, I think if I'm if I'm not mistaken, do we need to check that? No, we don't because the okay. I always get confused with Slave One and Slave Two, and I always in my head I always called. Boba Fett's ship Slave 2, because I figured that Django Fett owns Slave 1, so Boba's is Slave 2. But somebody, again, this is coming from TikTok, lots of great Star Wars content on TikTok. Somebody pointed out that Slave 2 is actually the ship that Boba Fett flies in the Dark Empire comic book series. So that's uh. not that's not canon. Um, in that series, and by the way, that was like written 
in the 80s or 90s. I think that's pretty old. Um, in that series, Boba Fett does survive the Sarlacc pit, but his ship doesn't for some reason. <laughs> and he has another ship called Slave 2. That's his ship. Anyway, so so we have this. So this so, but my question is about Jango Fett. Why is the armor different? If, if Boba Fett is wearing his father's armor... Jango Fett's armor was like blue and silver. It was not green and and red or whatever that that color is. What did he paint it or what happened because, there? Because he does say it belonged to Jango in the last episode. He did, yeah, right? yeah, uh, yeah. I thought about that too, and and the only explanation is it's like the armor. You know how the armor just made, kept up, kept improving Mando's armor. I'm not suggesting she did the same for Boba Fett, but he probably. Made his own like he was he was doing the same thing throughout his life as Mando yeah. was doing where every time he got some Beskar he would come bring it to a a blacksmith yeah. and they would upgrade it and make it different. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Well, he sure cleaned it up in between the um, you know, uh, Return of the Jedi and today's episode. <laughs> well, in, in the last between the last two episodes, he did. Yeah, yeah. Like he just he just buffed out those scratches and and uh, gave it a shiny new coat of paint and he's good to go. And it has he, a, he even has like a new kind of lights on his chest. Did you notice that? He's got these little, little I don't blinky, think I did blinky lights on his chest that I don't think were there before. So he's got some new upgrades, I'm sure. He shined it all up and, and then of course he's wearing his sarong. <laughs> he bought a sarong. He bought, it's so he wrong. A, it's the sarong is so wrong. It's so wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it is. <laughs> he's got he's wearing a he's wearing a kilt. All right. So, so predictions kill. for the final episode. They're going to go after Gideon. Yeah. Um, anything else you think is? Are we going to see Ahsoka again, or are we done with Ahsoka, Ahsoka for now? Um, I think there's potential that we do. Pro, not if another Jedi shows up, then we won't. Yeah. Okay. That's then, fair. I, then I don't think we will. But I think. Um, and are you sticking with your guess of Mace Windu? Uh, do no, I don't. I don't think so. I think Luke, there's a better chance for Luke. Okay. I'm going to say my so. prediction is that it's going to be some Jedi we've never met before. It's going to be a new Jedi character that we don't know. In so. the last, uh, in uh, the in Rise of the Rise of what's the last episode? <laughs> the Rise episode of Skywalker. Of, rise of Skywalker. And I, I, I had Jedi stuck in my head. In um, Rise of Skywalker, Lando implies that he and Luke went on many, or at least one, adventure together after. After, After the Jedi. Uh, Return of the Jedi, and wouldn't that be interesting if uh, Lando gave him a lift over there to uh, to help? But uh, I I think if we see some big named oh and and don't forget Luke also sent Boba Fett into the Sarlacc pit. Oh yeah, did he not? Oh, yeah. Was he or he was involved with it? But I don't. Think I thought he Han did it. did it. Didn't Han do it? Boba yeah, Fett. Yeah, yeah. Boba Fett. Where? And he blindly shot him right. and hit his. Back, no, he blindly well, he hit it with swung, the stick. He blindly hit his yeah. backpack, set it off, and then it, he flew into it. So really, it's Boba's fault. But Luke fault. was there in the equation. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. So so uh, that's not necessarily Boba Fett's best friend either. No, I don't know. It's 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 very interesting what could happen. I I, I don't know. I don't know what they're likely to do uh, with a Jedi Knight, and it's it, that's what makes it so interesting. And as I say, even if it were Luke Skywalker, I'm not a hundred percent sure that we would get a close up. Or that we would maybe we would see something down a hallway, or another, maybe we would. Yeah, you don't there's think another. So? Well, I don't. I mean, I'm seeing things that lots of rumors about them actually approaching Sebastian Stand, who play the part. I don't know. I mean, it just you don't believe. I can't believe anything these days. Like I really can't. Nah. So, uh, but I do think it's interesting that we're now seeing Boba Fett as a good guy, actually yeah. as a good guy, not not kind of this ambiguous like he was a bad guy essentially in the in the original trilogy, and now he's like you know. He and we're kind of learning that maybe he never was a bad guy. He was just a dude like doing a job. He's just like Mando, just just doing a job. That's yeah. it. 
Nothing about yeah. he doesn't care about Han Solo or whatever is going on with the rebellion. He's just doing his job. So yeah. there you go. Boba Fett is not a bad guy. Um, so yeah, I think that's going to be lots of fun. We'll talk about next week's episode, of course, after after it airs on Disney Plus. Uh, let's move on to the uh, big news. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff here. Now I'm going off of the Star Wars website. You said you now you you texted me yesterday and so told me they were like releasing this on Twitter. How do they do that? It was just one at a time, or they tweeted? it was just I just noticed one. I noticed one in my feed, and it wasn't an exciting one. It was just like it was a. Uh... <laughs> The, the least exciting one was droids, a droid, two droid stories or whatever, animated series. I'm like, yeah. Then I saw Bad Batch. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, like I thought that that was the kind of announcement that we were getting yesterday. Yeah. And then so I was like, okay, let me have a look. And that's where I saw. And, and for whatever reason, they had started doing it nine minutes before I noticed. Uh, okay. um, and so then they started popping up one after another after another, getting crazier with each and more exciting with each new tweet. Okay, so I'm going to start at the top of this article, and I guess they're kind of naming these in, in order of importance to the Star Wars uh, organization anyway, because this is their own uh, website. So the first one they announced, the uh, first one on here is the Rogue Squadron. So the next Star Wars feature film will be Rogue Squadron, directed by Patty Jenkins, who did the Wonder Woman movies. Um, very good films. Um, and it will it says the story will introduce a new generation of starfighter pilots as they earn their wings and risk their lives in a boundary pushing high speed thrill ride and moving the saga into the future era of the galaxy. So, uh, and then the rest of this piece is just like, basically seems like they're just trying to convince fans that Patty Jenkins is the right person for the job. Like, I, I don't think I need that. Um, but there's this whole like video. Did you watch the video? Yeah. I, I what I liked about the video was I didn't think it was star Wars related. Until it suddenly is. Until it was at the yeah. end. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Yeah, she yeah, goes I like off, that part. She goes off about how her dad was a fighter pilot. Yeah. She's always wanted to make a movie about fighter pilots. So it's a it's a long, lifelong dream of hers. And then like it shows her talk, and then she gets she gets up, she puts on her helmet, and it's like a rebel pilot helmet. And she puts on her jumpsuit, and she walks out towards the next wing and presumably takes off. I don't remember if they show that part or not. But I, I feel like they spent a little too much time, like really trying to drive home like this is the right director for this role for this movie because they've gone through so many directors in the past and uh, i don't i don't think they're gonna fire her don't get me wrong i don't think they're gonna fire her but they've like hyped up directors in the past to have it completely fall flat so i wouldn't be hyping up any more directors if i were them let's just let them do their job basically well it's a it, i thought it, what was interesting about that trailer was it was easy to miss what it was yeah it was uh and it, uh, and I and I as I watched it I was like what the hell is it I th I thought it was like another one you know Lucas made uh he made the World War Two movie and and I thought what we what we were seeing was a World War Two movie made by Lucasfilm kind of thing and I was like okay yeah. fine uh fine you know but I didn't but until it suddenly Rogue Squadron I was like what the hell is like what like what is this. Right, and and that's the question. What is this? Yeah. So, what do you think it is? Rogue Squadron. Now, it says that um, the, the key word here, I think, is move the saga into the future era of the galaxy. So, this has to be post what? Post Return of the Jedi or post Rise of Skywalker? Like, what is it? Well, if that's what it says, I'd say Rise of Skywalker. But right. That doesn't 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 that make sense? Yeah. But Rogue Squadron yeah. was a squadron back in the day. Like Rogue yeah. Squadron was part of Luke's. Like, wasn't he part of Rogue Squadron as a as a um in, on Hoth? Wasn't that Rogue Squadron? I think that's the first place we hear Rogue Squadron or Rogue. Right. Well, I think yeah, that's the first place. I mean, this is our second movie with Rogue in the title. How right. about that? Yeah. Well, that's true. And and yeah. um. 
but the other thing here is that uh, I've, I've surprised me the whole uh, DKL. And so, you know, you've heard the phrase you were today years old when you learned this. I was, oh, God. I was today. Yeah. I know you love it. You love it. Yeah. Uh, I was today years old when I realized they're saying lock S foils in attack position. Yeah. My entire life, I thought they were saying X foils. And why wouldn't they be saying that since it's the X-Wing fighter? <laughs> That's what I thought it was. Yeah. Why the hell is it called yeah. an S? Did you know that? Yeah, I knew that. But uh, the reason I knew that was because uh, as a kid, it was on a Star Wars card. It was on a top Star oh. Wars card with the quotes, I think, around it. Or, okay. or, or I read it somewhere. So I knew it was lock S foils in attack position. But it's weird. And they say it fast, so it's very hard to. Well, yeah, I, for, since yeah. I was a kid, I always thought they called them X foils yeah. because they're shaped like an X. Like, yeah. what else do you need there, right? So who knows why they call right. them S-foils. Uh, so that's what it says. And it the arrives. The S-wing fighter. The S, of course, the, the you know, the, the much, very popular, just, very effective. It just goes in circles. It's like it's like one of those fireworks that you light and it spins. It spins, spins around spins, like it's, right? it spins like a, uh, what's like the. <laughs> a pinwheel. A pinwheel, pinwheel, that's right. Yeah. Um, so this comes out theaters Christmas 2023. So that is the next full-length Star Wars live action movie. So what happened to Ryan Johnson? What's going on with the Broom Boy know. thing? Is there anything happening with that? No no mention of any of that stuff. No Broom Boy the motion picture loaded up at this point. Not right now. So maybe they pushed that back. He was supposed yeah. to do a whole trilogy. And, of course, those Game of Thrones guys were going to do a trilogy, but they're not doing that. That was They, they dropped out of that a long time ago. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. The other one, the next one, untitled Taika Waititi film. And I think they should just keep that. They just call it that. They don't need to, just, they, to Star Wars, an untitled Taika Waititi film. That's all you need for that. Did you see um, that weird logo that they have for Star Wars for his project? They, no. they have a logo. It looks like Schoolhouse Rock. <laughs> have you seen it? No, I'm going to Google it right now. Yes, it's 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 promising and insane at the same. I saw. Oh, our uh, our pal uh, Steel Saunders uh, uh, tweeted it. Did he? Okay. And I thought it was a joke, and so I looked it up after I saw it in his feet. Uh, see, after I saw him tweet it. Hold on, it, might not it, be, might not be real. I'm not seeing it on any, anywhere else. No, it is. I, I, I've, I saw the actual. Um, they have a speed. They have a, a screen cap of Kathleen Kennedy standing in front of it. Oh man, he's been tweeting a lot. <laughs> he's been tweeting a lot. Oh dude. no. <laughs> it's blue. Uh, I think it's, it's blue. Blue. And it looks like Schoolhouse Rock or Life of Brian. Oh it yeah. Like, it yeah, does yeah. Look, <laughs> yeah. It looks so like what's school. that? I don't know. <laughs> what did what did Steel Saunders say about it? He said, uh I would like to know this logo's mysteries. And then <laughs> he says, I can't stop looking at this and pondering what character images will be placed around it in a couple of years. So very exciting. So there you go. That's <laughs> it does look so, it looks like Star Wars made out of rock, basically. It's just that's it. G- I think he could do for Star Wars what he did for Thor. Which yeah. is this could this could be a ridiculous or or, or I don't know what could it be? <laughs> it could, I'm trying I'm sort of trying to get like uh, the the closest I can think of is uh back back from Comic Con where uh, the guy who played um oh god a uh, Watto the guy who played Watto oh, yeah. Yeah, was yeah. like he wanted them to make a show called or a movie called Life with Watto yeah and he like did a little bit of that and I was like that looks like the logo for Life with Watto yeah. By the way, I don't think that's a bad idea for a show now. Now no, they're yeah. doing all well, this other stuff. They could absolutely do a auto show. Why not? Yeah, if we're doing 10 at a time, for God's sakes. Like, 
like change it. And, uh, and actually, that Star Wars logo looks like the Flintstones or something. It does. It does. It makes it, it yeah. makes me feel like it's an animated series, but it, I don't think it is. No. Um, so all we know is that it's just in development. Yeah. Um, no, no release date. No word on what it's about. Just that Taika Waititi is directing something. So. We're right. happy about that. He's an amazing, and he's already oh, been involved. Yeah. He's already directed some episodes of The Mandalorian. He's been involved as doing voice work for The Mandalorian. So he is like on board for awesome, lots of great Star Wars stuff. The next thing on the list is the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, which we already knew about. Yep. But the news that came out today was... Oh, big. Hayden Christensen. Coming back as Darth Vader. Uh, and what does that even mean? Well, here's the thing. Either it means we're going to see his face... Yeah. So he's got to take off to. the mask. He's got to take off the mask at some point so we can see his face. But do you think that they're going to get James Earl Jones to do the voice now? James Earl Jones is almost 90, by the way. He, he turns 90 next year. Um, so is he going to do the voice or they're going to just make, make Hayden Christensen's voice sound like Darth Vader? I don't think so. I, I don't think that's in the cards. I think. And, and besides, I mean, there's a lot to get your head around here because there's going to be some flashbacks for sure. There has to be flashbacks to the Clone Wars or or something. There there has to be, right? Right. But but uh, I think and there's got to be back to tank scenes galore there. And and oh, and there's probably got to be some kind of Kenobi and Darth Vader like Kenobi's on Tatooine watching Luke. But. Where is Vader at this time? Does Vader go to Tatooine? Does does Obi-Wan Kenobi fight Vader on Tatooine or leave Tatooine? If he leaves Tatooine, that's going to be a bit of storytelling magic. They're going to have to make that work. <laughs> well, it, I, I could see him leaving Tatooine to take to take the trail away from Luke. Like if, if Vader's close and get yeah. homing in on it, then he has to uh, he has to kind of lure him away or something like he, that. He could put Amy Sedaris in charge. She, <laughs> how old would she be? Like five years old or something? <laughs> Well, this takes place 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. So it's actually pretty close to the timeline to Rebels. Yeah. Um, so that's all going to be happening as well. But um, And then and again, we did see a tie-in with Rebels with Obi-Wan where he does yeah. fight um, Darth Maul in that series. So I don't know. I mean, I think I think that obviously if they got Hayden Christensen, they need to show his face. That's the only reason why they've announced yeah. this. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think they're going to get um, James Earl Jones. I'm not, They're going to get somebody. Maybe no. they'll get my friend Matt um, yeah. Sloan to do it or somebody else to do Darth Vader, but James Earl Jones is too old at this point to be doing too much voice work, I think. Well, I, I just know. can't, I don't even know what to think of it. I mean, I'm so happy that he's coming. I I'm, I, I don't know why I'm happy he's coming back, but I am. I, I've I, seen comments, people saying, oh, he can redeem himself. I'm like, I don't blame him for the performance no. in, in those movies. It's not his fault. He is a good actor and he was great in uh, Life as a House. That's the movie oh, yeah, that yeah. always comes up. Um, but uh, it, it's completely George Lucas not being able to direct actors. That's the only reason why well, his performance is so bad. I don't think he's so not bad. able to. I well, think he doesn't, I, I think he just doesn't give a shit about it. Right, exactly. Personally. Therefore, not able to. He's um, like, stand in front of the screen. Yeah, we're gonna Act. put a bunch of cool. We're gonna put yeah. a bunch of cool stuff behind you. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Just here's the line, and yeah. then anyway. And yeah, nothing. Nothing that you're saying matters to people. <laughs> so. so what else do we know about this? We know the uh, a series is directed by Deborah Chow, who is the yeah. uh, who's one of the, he did a few episodes of the Mandalorian season one, and. Um, the quote from Christensen is, it was such an incredible journey playing Anakin Skywalker. Of course, Anakin and Obi-Wan weren't on the greatest of terms when we last saw them. Understatement. It will be interesting to see what an amazing director like Deborah Chow has in store for us all. I'm excited to work with you and again, it feels good to be back. That's his quote. So there you go. Um, and But no word no word on when that's coming out? Or does it say, do they say? 
Uh, well, I think production starts next year. Oh, yeah. 2022, it says. Yeah. Okay, so 2022. Then we have Ahsoka, um, which have gone, you, you said it. I mean, the, immediately as yeah. soon as we saw Rosario Dawson Ahsoka as Ahsoka. I love the logo for this one, by the way. I think I love the way that – I don't know if that's old or if that's something A that lot of these logos with. are great. Yeah. Um, and then all it says is that uh, Ahsoka Tano's story, written by Dave Filoni, will continue in a limited series starring Rosario Dawson. So it might not be a like an ongoing; it could be just like a six episode miniseries. Except right? it is uh, that one, and the Rangers of the New Republic are both Filoni and Favreau. Right. Yeah. So they're yeah. all, and these are like these are legitimate direct spinoffs of the Mandalorian, right? right. Obi Wan is his own thing, but these are two that are spinning off from Mandalorian. Um, and it doesn't say anything else about that one. The next one is Rangers of the New Republic. Now, what I thought as soon as I saw this, I thought this has got to be Kim's Convenience. Oh yeah, this has got to be this has got to be those guys. It's got to be Dave Filoni and the guy from Kim's Convenience. I, I just don't think Dave Filoni would be up for a whole series where he's playing that role. I think, although I think. Uh, well, I, why don't I know his name? Kim's Convenience. Yeah, we should find How out How Canadian name. are we? we, just, we <laughs> and this is normal can, can, Canadian talk where you where you talk about the actor by the role that he plays because there right. aren't that many actors in roles in Canada. <laughs> so you can, I think of Relic from Beachcombers. Right. I don't know his real name. <laughs> Relic, Nick, Molly. Like, we know all of them. We know the whole gang of the Beachcombers. We, we, right, but we don't know the actual actors. Bruno Gerussi we know, but that's about it. Because he had a, he had a cooking show. <laughs> so he played himself. Uh, so um, his name is Paul Sun Hyung. Right, right, right. He, well, and and he, I think that might, that's actually a good guess about what that is too. But but your guess is your your guess is good too. It could be those three. It could be uh, certainly Cara yeah. Dune will be involved in that. I think that's that's for sure. Be. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. So that's cool. Uh, another great uh, series. It doesn't say the timeline for that one yet. Um, Lando. Everyone's favorite scoundrel, Lando Calrissian, will return in a brand new event series for Disney+. Justin Simeon, creator of the critically acclaimed Dear White People and a huge Star Wars fan, is developing the story. That's all we know. Uh, and I, I just want both Landos to well, be in it. But here's the thing. I read another piece in The Guardian that said it was going to have Donald Glover in it. And it doesn't say that here. doesn't say anything about that here. So I don't know if that's them conjecturing or if it's like they confirm that with somebody else or if they're just like thinking it makes sense to make it Donald Glover because he's the young star and then you can set it you can set it back in the you know fun time of Star Wars well you know Dan this is this is I have been wanting this you as you know from the beginning of Star Wars which is the uh, the Lone Ranger setup where Lando's sitting in a museum just like Tonto at the beginning of Johnny Depp at the beginning of Lone Ranger and and he goes boy I had Boy, and some kid comes into the museum and sneaks in. And he's like, kid, I used to sneak in. I used to I used to work all the angles. And look look how I turned out. And then it goes, nah, 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 yeah. and it fades away. And then it's uh, Glover uh, trying to running away from people who want to kill him. You know what? That's probably not far off from what it's going to be. I don't, it wouldn't surprise <laughs> me at all. It, it wouldn't surprise me if they took, if they did Billy D. Williams' old one and, and Donald Glover's young one. Um, but there's no no word now. This also could be Lando. It could be Billy D. Williams and that young lady from from Rise of Skywalker. Remember at the end, you're oh. like, oh, let's work that out or something. And then, I don't know what's nah. going on with that. No, but it's not happening. No, so it's probably. Oh. Go ahead. I thought of something else. Remember when uh, 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 Donald Glover in uh, Solo was like d- dictating his memoirs? Yes. Yes. That could be that. It could be. It could be. That's what it is. Well, I'll bet you it is. And but there's lots of great Lando stories in Legends, yeah. like not canon, that they yeah. could pull from as well. So that could be yeah. part of that. 
right? But I'll bet you it is. It's him dictating into the mic. Maybe it's uh, it's older Lando dictating into the mic, uh, just like he did it. So he's still telling his stories into the mic, chronicling his uh, adventures, and maybe they're true and maybe they're not true. Uh, and then we see uh, Glover uh, acting it out. That could be amazing. Well, again, we'll find out more, I guess, when they're ready to tell us. And maybe Lobot will be in it. That would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy with a Lobot um, attachment in the Squadrons uh, video game. There's a character Ooh. character who does you do. He's on the Empire side actually, and he does quite a bit of talking. And he's got wow. that Lobot thing on the back of his head. So must be pretty uh, common that whole um, yeah. thing. Uh, the next series coming out is uh, Andor, which again we knew about this uh, tense nail biting spy thriller created by Tony Gilroy. That's coming next year. So this might be the next one out. Um, Diego Luna is reprising the role of rebel spy Cassian Andor from Rogue One and uh, will be joined by a fantastic new cast that includes Stellan Skarsgård, which is awesome, Adria Arjona, Fiona Shaw, Denise Gu, I've not heard of any of these other people, Um, but it looks really good. And there's actually a sizzle reel that they released. Did you watch that? I did watch it. Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah, well, there isn't. There's not much new stuff in there except sort of like, look, we're building the sets and that's kind of, but it's pretty exciting. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it just takes, great. but but and what it shows you is that they're putting, and this is what we already knew, they're putting just as much work into this as they do into a film. Like all yeah. the creatures, all the set building, all the practical, remember the real sets, practical effects, that whole thing. They're doing yeah. that again with this one, and it looks like it's going to be as involved as, as Rogue One was. Next one is called The Acolyte. Yeah. Uh, don't really know much about this. It says, uh, Leslie Headland, Emmy Awarding nominated creator of the mind bending series, Russian doll, which I've not seen. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's, oh, you know what? You, it's totally worth watching Russian doll. It is a, it's a, it's a very tightly scripted series that, that I think, um, is, is extremely promising for star Wars, having this director on board. What is interesting about this, it says the Acolyte is a mystery thriller that will take the audience into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. So this is going back hundreds of years. See, uh, and uh, I wanted to get this out to the uh, an Acolyte. Uh, the, the dictionary definition of Acolyte is a person assisting the celebrant in a religious service or procession or an assistant or follower. So are we talking? Are we talking about a Sith and a, a Sith Lord and a, um, and uh, the second in command? Yeah, the apprentice. Lord. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Um, uh, it could be also tied into the whole High Republic book thing they're doing. Like they're doing this whole. Remember the thing with Pablo yeah. involved, and they're coming up with all these stories taking place in the High Republic. So it could be tied into that. I don't um, even know what that is. I don't even. I don't either. It, I kind of brainwashed myself out of the High Republic until until such time as I see a TV series or a film. Well, yeah. Let's see something coming out of it first, right? But yeah, I think yeah. I think what I what I took it as to meaning is that it's kind of like a medieval Star Wars. I, I think right. there's still going to be spaceships and stuff, but it's going to be like hundreds of years before the events of Star Wars that we know. That's yeah. that's basically all we all we know about it. So. Not, not really related to anything else. The next one is your favorite. It's The Bad Batch, um, which is <laughs> it's a spinoff of The Clone Wars. Um, so it's exactly what we thought of. It's I'm not, like I'm not those... really a fan of The Bad Batch, but go, but I'm glad there's something there I'm for just the kids, jo- I'm, you know? I'm just joking. I know you're not. but I love, I love Rambo in there and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They're great. <laughs> and uh, um, I like the scene where, um, where uh, Rambo uh, tells the other Ninja Turtles... To uh to go attack the base. That's my <laughs> that's my favorite scene. 
<laughs> and he goes, they drew first blood at the end of the episode. That's my favorite part. Um, okay, we'll just we'll just move on. I don't know. I don't. Have you can edit to say that out. That. No, no, I'll keep it in. <laughs> no, no. Uh, the next one is Star Wars Visions, and I think this might have been where you came in with all these like yes. minor animated series. Yeah. Um, now I kind of like the idea behind this because we've yeah, seen too. other. Um, this is actually going to be Star Wars told through the eyes of uh, kind of anime creators, so in an anime style. Now there are stuff. There is stuff out there that's not official. There's a there's an anime. Um, short film about TIE fighter pilots. Have you seen that? It's out there somewhere. I don't know who made it, but someone made it. Yeah, it's, I saw that kicking around, yeah. It's not it's not an official Star Wars one, but it's really, no. really cool. And th- what this reminds me of is The Animatrix, which was a series of shorts created to kind of wrap around the whole Matrix story. And they're really good. Like, all those animated shorts are excellent. Uh, much better than the second and third uh, Matrix movies. Um, but it, it does show how they can tell this story through different, you know, visual executions, different styles of animation. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm actually kind of excited about that one. Yeah. It's going to be cool. I don't think the name is great, but uh, whatever. Uh, then there's a droid story, which is, again, not a great name. That's for kids. It's for kids. It's a, it's a yeah. new droid, some kind of new droid that's going to be guided by uh, R2-D2 and C-3PO. So at least we'll get some more yeah. R2-D2 and C-3PO. Uh, and that's animated. it for the Star Wars stuff. What's that? It's animated. Though. Yeah, animated. Yeah. yeah, that's it for the Star Wars stuff. There is a few, there are a few more Lucasfilm related things they yeah, announced. Yeah, are there ever? So, so number one being the uh, the series Willow, um, which I'm actually very excited about. Me too. Uh, Willow was you know it's a great movie. I I remember seeing that in the theater and just being blown away by it. And I mean I don't think it holds up some of those some of those effects. Those um, it was very early in the days of like. You know, uh, what do you call it? I don't know. The green screening technology yeah. and that kind of stuff. So it's pretty, pretty apparent when there's like not real stuff on screen. But that being said, I think obviously now they could do a great job with it. Um, um, Mangold, James Mangold is is heading this up. So that's like, you know, he did uh, Logan. He did Ford versus Ferrari. He's done some great movies. Uh, and um, wait a minute. No, sorry. I'm talking about that's sorry. That's Indiana Jones. Oh, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. James Mangold is directing the new Indiana Jones movie. Right. Um, and Harrison Ford is coming back for that. Yeah. That's coming out. It's going to be coming out July 2022. So that's 80-year-old Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones. Oh, that's great. I, I'm, I'm all, I don't care what anybody says online. I am. I love it. Yes, please. Right. One more. Well, I, yeah. I, I mean, I can't. I don't think it can be worse than the Crystal Skull. I really don't. I think they they can go into it. It's not my favorite. It's nobody's favorite Indiana Jones film is the Crystal Crystal Skull. Eh, it's got some moments in it. It's okay, but I think um, uh, yeah, I I want to see. I like I, as much Indiana Jones with Harrison Ford in it as possible. I don't think I don't think anyone can play the role that well. No, but it'll complete his kind of trilogy of comeback roles, right? He did it for although someone could argue he did it for Crystal Skull, which was years after the last Indiana Jones movie. But he did it for Blade Runner. He did it for Star Wars. Now he's going to do it with his third really well known character. Then you'll be there's going to be a uh, Jack Ryan. Uh, reboot led <laughs> down the road where he's going to do no that's that's the guy from the except, office well now. these days harrison ford won't get out of his white t-shirt and khakis for any role except indiana jones what if, so. what if they do like a, I, uh, the other day air force one was on tv yeah <laughs> was show, watching that's that good movie. i like air force one <laughs> what do they do air force two air force two <laughs> this time the president is old schooler he is he is really old i mean joe yeah. biden's almost 80 like this. That's, oh that's true actually <laughs> This time the president's really old. This time, st- still actually, having to fight off terrorists. It'll turn out that uh, Harrison Ford refused to leave office as president, and uh, and in, and is still president at age eighty. 
and he and he just won't go. <laughs> that's right. Okay, so then we'll so that was that's the next uh, um, Indiana Jones movie, and this is the, I think the final one that they're saying. And, oh, they didn't say final. Someone else said. I think the Guardian story said final episode. I think we're all assuming that because we don't think Harrison Ford can live to do another one. Um, and then Willow is a series uh, set decades after Ron Howard's 1988 movie. Uh, Warwick Davis is back as Willow Upgood. And the director is John Chu, who did Crazy Rich Asians. And I've never seen that one. Um, but I hear it's very good. Uh, and this shoots next March in Wales and will debut in 2022 on Disney+. Plus. Uh, so that's gonna, and it's like again set decades after. Now, one thing I'm interested to see if they do is there's been um there's been a series of books that came out after Willow that that continued the story of Willow, um, written by Chris Chris Claremont and and with with uh, notes from George Lucas. So I'm interested to see if they take any of that into account when it comes to uh, continuing the story. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I I there was nothing. Everything that I saw there. I was kind of like, yeah, I want to see all of it. Like, there's nothing, and even the Marvel stuff, and I was just kind of like, yeah, it all looks really good, and it, and actually, it looks like our uh, initial investment for not much on Disney Plus is going to pay some pretty uh, rich dividends down the line um, when when all this stuff starts coming out. I mean, it's it's uh, it's unbelievable, actually, and it's kind of one of those things that I mean, COVID just sped it up. I think in terms of getting stuff ready for for uh, streaming in a way COVID has given them more time to put this stuff out because now there's yeah. no pressure i don't think anyone is really looking to release a ton of movies next year um because of COVID, right not like it slowed down the shooting process it showed down slow down all the production um uh, but the other thing is we don't know when movie theaters are going to be open again or where they're going to be open and you know we had that whole uh, announcement a while back with warner brothers releasing all their movies on hbo max which yeah. threw holly Threw Hollywood into a frenzy. Everyone hates that idea in Hollywood. Everyone, of course, we love it because we get to watch the movies at home. But Hollywood is not happy about that. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Chris um, Nolan is yeah. furious. He just he went off on a, on a rant about it. Uh, but, um, yeah, so I think that, you know, it just bought them some time. So now we're not getting a new Star Wars movie until 2023. Yeah. So that's going to be, um, you know, four full years after the last one. And that's, yeah, I think that's about it. The other, the other thing in here was the uh, this new... Um, a new series, a brand new property called Children of Blood and Bone. The story will center around a young African girl's heart racing quest to restore magic to her forsaken people. That's a uh, novel, that's, I think. Yeah, it's or, based or on a novel. So, I mean, that's, that yeah. sounds like a great idea. Like, it's a yeah. coming-of-age kind of thing. It sounds like a right. really good, very much in line. And I like the idea of Lucasfilm expanding beyond just Star Wars. Uh, people forget. People forget that Lucasfilm is also uh, is also Willow and um, and, uh, and Indiana Jones. And, by the way, Howard the Duck, which nobody's yeah. talked about lately. I don't know if any, they're going to do anything more with Howard the Duck or, or not. But I would, it wouldn't surprise me. It really wouldn't surprise me if they did a new Howard the Duck series and or movie. I think um, – so. Is Tim, I think Tim Robbins is in Howard the Duck, right? Is that Tim uh, Robbins? I believe so, yeah, yeah. Okay, I heard him interviewed recently on the Gilbert Gottfried podcast, and Tim Robbins said he knew early on in the production where he's like, I don't know, I read the comic book, and none of this that we're doing seems like it's like the comic book. And he's like, he's kind of looking around going, why is it... I thought that uh, I thought that this was Howard the Duck, not this. And so then he said, when the movie came out, everybody said the same thing, and he was like, "Oh," <laughs> because he says when you're on a film set, it's harder. It's right, harder yeah. to sort of get people to listen. Well, because you're you're putting yeah. this thing together in pieces, right? And then you yeah. don't see the full package until you put it all together. Yeah. So there you go. That's the big announcement yesterday. Very exciting times. Uh, lots of great Star Wars content to come out, and oh we'll be talking yeah. about all of it on our podcast. 
on the Star Wars nerds. Uh, any final thoughts before we wrap up for the day? Well, I'm excited for all of this. I mean, it's a, it's like a, an embarrassment of riches for Star Wars fans. And I have to point out that people, you know, uh, after the uh, latest movies came out, people are like, Star Wars is dead. Star Wars, people don't like it anymore. They should have just left it the way it was and all of that stuff. And I have to, we have to give props to The Mandalorian for really showing what a what great Star Wars looks like. Because I don't think, I think without The Mandalorian, I don't think any of this or very little of this stuff would exist. Yeah, well, think about what was like the case a couple of years ago when Solo came out and was yeah. a quote-unquote flop, and Bob Iger was saying, we need to slow things down, we're releasing too many movies, we're going to hold back. That seems to be not the case anymore. They're going full bore with a bunch of new series, movies. Yeah. Now, there's no more plans for any trilogies, as far as I know. Like, again, we didn't hear anything about the Ryan Johnson trilogy, so I don't know what's going on with that. But, um, but certainly they are still continue to produce a lot of uh, a lot of great Star Wars content which we're all very excited about. Yeah, Ryan Johnson is the mystery there and uh I don't know if they're just making waiting for it to go away or something or or what they're doing or if he's working in, on a Looper 2 or something. But, or Knives Out oh, 3. That's Knives what it is. Out 2. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Sorry. I mean I was making a joke about Looper 2. Looper Part 2. But <laughs> but um, um you're right. He's going to make the sequel to Knives Out. And that would well, that's gonna take two years. Yeah. Any, yeah, yeah. So I, uh, maybe well, this does make sense. Again, this is all this is all just buying them time. Like they've got lots yeah. of content. We know that we've got at least two more years until the next Star Wars movie comes out. Yeah. Three years. Three years. So this is 2023 for that Rogue Squadron. Right. Um. And uh. And then so we have lots. Of, so we know like there's no. You know, there's there's no rush. I guess for him yeah. to start working on that that movie. So. What I like is that uh, Disney Plus is becoming a Star Wars and Marvel streaming service, which is oh. like fine by me. Like keep it, <laughs> keep it coming, and I'm happy to lay out the whatever it is a month, even when there when there's no Mandalorian, there's not much I want to watch on Disney Plus because I've seen all that stuff already for the most part. Hey, there's a Pixar Pixar movie coming out this December that's supposed to be uh, Soul. That's it, Soul. Yeah, that was yeah. the one. It was going to be their big Pixar movie this summer. Yeah. Of course, didn't get released because of COVID, so that's going to be out on December 25th. Right, and that's the next big Pixar movie. So I expect that's going to be really good. Right, so we're for, we're for, it's paying off now. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, there were you're right. There was not a ton of content to begin with, although they did very well and and did uh, Disney Plus did very well, much better than. Um, they're saying that the HBO Max is actually a bit of a flop, apparently, hmm. uh, because not as many people are taking on it. I think it's because they've created too many HBO things. Yeah, like I don't know what the hell HBO Max is supposed to be. There was HBO Plus or HBO. Yeah. There was a bunch of them, right? That's like that's their own fault for creating too many different services for whatever the hell it is we don't have hbo uh max in canada and so we get everything through crave right so and they don't they didn't make any of the deals in canada for wonder woman and all of that stuff that's going to be coming out in the u.s right oh yeah chris chris pointed that out so we are not going to get it until like a month later until they've actually aired and uh aired until they actually screened in theaters here in canada so maybe a month or two later we'll get it here on crave Yes, in this scenario, we're like England used to be, like getting their movies like six months later. I'd pick up a British music magazine. They'd have their film reviews at the back, and it would all be out of date. Like, like the old, like this came out three years ago. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Canada is turning into that for for uh, streaming services. Like we need. I think Crave should get on board. They should pay whatever the license. Well, is. I, I was actually kind of surprised that we we got any HBO Max stuff on Crave. I watched the uh, the West Wing kind of reunion thing they did before the election, and then also they had the Fresh Prince uh, reunion 
uh, show. Those are both available on streaming. They didn't air here on any TV channels, but you can you can just search them up and find them on Crave. So huh. those are both pretty good, actually. I actually quite enjoyed them. You, um, by the way, you just reminded me, uh, just a little tangent here. I watched Rami. Here's Media Nerds for you. I oh, watched yeah. Rami this week, and what a great show that is. But in the show, he go, he goes to Israel, and he's got a cousin in Israel, but all of the entertainment they get is is like years late and so he's like wow man this is just like what hitch did and he's like what what the hell are you talking about he's like you know that that great will smith movie hitch and it's like all of his references are three years old or whatever and i was like that is hysterical that's awesome you know like that's that's gonna be us exactly. <laughs> like, did you see that great new wonder woman movie it's like the, the year is 2029 yeah <laughs> in canada yeah so i all hope right. i hope i hope we get that stuff but We'll see. Anyway, exciting news this week. Are you yeah. going to see everything? Are you going to watch every all of the Star Wars, or what do you think? I, I'll give it all a shot, and the Marvel stuff, too. I'll give everything yeah. a shot, right? I'll always try new things. Like you, I've watched a, a, an, a, amount, an absurd amount of uh, television and played an absurd amount of video games, more so this year than ever, any other year in recent history, I think. Um, so, yeah, we'll have lots to talk about on Media Nerds when it comes to the Best of, the, uh, best of 2020 episode. Oh, it's going to be amazing. We might have to do a double. Might have to, yeah. Some some years we do. Some years we yep. run out. And and even just my most irritating phrases of the year, I've already got like thirty of those. So. Was was one of them? I was today years old and I learned. Was yeah. That oh, it is. Yeah, that's in there. <laughs> but 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 the most irritating phrases of the of this year, I think that 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 has been in the last two or three years. Yeah, yeah. But let me just give you. Uh, uh, we'll end with just one, just to just to just to tantalize people. Um. Oh, oh God! They're so. These are all so disgusting. Okay, you know what I've been noticing lately? For the win, for the win on Twitter. Was, for wasn't the that win. The, wasn't that the Blue Bombers tagline last uh, last season when they yeah, actually probably. played? Probably. <laughs> oh, there's just so many. And, and also, the one that's been making a big resurgence is Wow, just Wow. <laughs> that's making a huge resurgence. It's so irritating. I I, I hate to irritate people like that. <laughs> When, when we've had such a perfect podcast with nothing irritating in it leading up to this point. Well, we're going to leave it with a little bit of irritation there. Put a, put a nice balm on it and you'll be fine. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Star Wars Nerds. I'm Dan Vettabunker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the force hit you on the ass. Going into Toshi Station to pick up some power.